bonus episode, episode 63. My name's Tobe Johnson. You've tuned into Strange Brow Radio. I think we need a bonus episode right about now and lighten the mood on the globe just a bit. So what better than Ales and Tales with Alex Whitcomb? We're going to wrap ourselves around the virtual pub room here and talk about things, well... What about ugly women from Sweden that have secrets? What about going into a haunted historic pub in Canada and touching on a couple of other beauties along the way? And we may toss back a few Coronas because it seemed like the perfect thing to do. So as always, I want to thank our sponsor. And this sponsor is you at patreon.com. Join now, patreon.com forward slash strangebrow radio for extra content. All right, we'll be right back with my fine guest, Alex Whitcomb. Oh, and one last thing plug your ears. <laughs> At least the first 30 seconds. <laughs> Up in the Great White North, and I am Tobe Johnson from Strange Brow Radio. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing good, Tobe. You? Good, man. It's good to talk to you. Um, yeah, you too. <laughs> all right, so that, my folks, is uh, the sound of Bill and Doug McKenzie in the beginning. If uh, the uh, name Strange <clears throat> Brew, uh, oh, did I say it wrong? Me, yeah. Oh, yeah, wait, Bob, wait, wait. Bob and Doug. I don't call you, you're American. It's okay. <laughs> That's Bill, a, uh, Bill and Bob, a, okay. That's a All federal right. crime up here in Canada to get their names wrong, though. That is. <laughs> you guys going to hit me with a pair of tweezers, and uh, I'll go home or for the hockey, evening. A hockey stick. A hockey stick. <laughs> but it's good to have you on, man, and uh, I am uh, up here, of course, in, uh, in my loft, and you are uh, probably fresh off of the uh, Driftwood Plain. What's going on yep. in uh, Alex's Driftward world? Uh, I've spent the last two days uh, working on my Driftwood VW Beetle. Okay. 1967 full-size VW Beetle. I just put the doors on today. Opening doors. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I was pretty excited to actually get some like good progress on this thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Very cool. Fi- I, finally even... shaping up. I, I can't wait to see it done. Yeah, and you've been working like a dog on uh, dinosaurs, too. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the client uh, uh, basically ordered 10 more yeah. for uh, resort up here. So uh, I'm just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got a lot of work, which is yeah. good, which is good. Yeah, yeah. you got to go check out Drifted Creations on Facebook and look at Alex Whitcomb's work. Of course, uh, this wouldn't be ales and tales without both of those in the beginning. And today, well, what are you starting off with? Uh, what are you pouring in your little glass? Oh, I got me a grapefruit sour. Gross. Oro Blanco. No. <laughs> no. Keep going. Oro Blanco, it's called. Uh, Phillips Brewing and Malty, Malting Company from Victoria. Um, I do. I love sours. This is actually a lower alcohol percentage, four point two, um, and ooh, bright, beautiful sour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really. I can't really. Uh, 
I mean, the great truth re- is just very <laughs> subtle, but uh, oh man, yeah, it's like uh, super refreshing. Okay. Yeah. All right, everybody, run out and uh, and grab that. <laughs> What do you got? I am pouring myself. It's an appropriate beer for this evening here. And uh, I'm pouring myself a can of Corona Light. Oh, brought oh. to you by Corona Light. Of course. Uh, yeah, so. Do you have some uh, Lyme disease with that? Yeah, I, I poured myself some uh, of a slice of Lyme disease uh, slapped yep. on the side here. And, um, you know, what. What do you do with a beer like Corona? I mean, you can't avoid the fact that it's just a yummy summer beer, but it seems like a little bit awkward to go out and uh, grab yourself a six-pack of Corona, wouldn't you think? Did you get the stares? Did I get the... the, uh, Yeah, did you get the stares from the people in the... Oh, did I get the looks? You know what? People are are always slow to my sense of humor. I... Yeah. (laughs) Either either I don't have one or they... uh, It's super dry. I'm not quite sure. It's lost in translation quite a bit. Perhaps you're on an elevated humor level. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I walked into the uh, local market down here, Owl's Market down the street. It's actually right below Starvation Heights. And there was a, a young lady behind the counter. I was like, yeah, I got myself a six-pack of Corona. But that's ironic, huh? <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you know, the news. Here yeah, I am looking at you. And I've got a thing of Corona. <laughs> she's like, oh, you mean the virus. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You're like n- <laughs> cough, cough, ahem. Don't yeah. cough on me, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you know, it's it's actually a hard beer to find in a can. But um, oh, it is, yeah. And, yeah. and I always liked my beer in a can better than a glass. Awkwardly enough, I don't taste the coppery, penny taste. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but when you drink a beer out of a glass, it has kind of a metally, coppery taste to me. Huh. And so I, I've always preferred it in aluminum. So I guess I'll, you know, suffer the wrath of uh, beer snobs and aluminum poisoning and uh, keep on drinking. Well, I think I don't think you're actually drinking aluminum because I think it has like a very thin layer of some kind of plastic on the inside. That's what weaponizes the aluminum, you silly. Ah, <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I know. Okay, well, you know, we got a lot to get through here, Alex, and um, I guess it would be uh, appropriate to talk a little bit about what's going on in the news. You can't really avoid it. So um, that's uh, what's going on. Not even on the news. Well, you can't avoid it in regular conversation now, like just day to day, you know, uh, day to day goings on. It's just all over everybody's mouth. Yeah. Okay, so literally on their mouths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Including Justin Trudeau. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, he and his wife are self-quarantining quarantining, uh, right now. Uh, she has tested positive. Uh, he hasn't, as far as I know. Um, but, you know, good, good for him for, you know, just... Uh, manning up and saying okay yep gotta gotta quarantine so right as where our fearless leader thinks that he's invincible against this virus and when asked 
why he didn't go in for his initial testing after standing next to a guy that tested positive only days ago. He said, maybe I'll go get the test. <laughs> so is, is, I love the differences between what's going on here and everywhere else. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah, you know, our, us Canadians are a very sorry bunch. We're saying sorry all the time. Yeah, and, you are. Uh, I just feel so sorry for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't have a passport, so I won't be coming Canadian anytime soon. Ah, dude, you would have mm. loved it here. Yeah, this would have been perfect uh, self-isolation. Uh, An escape hatch uh, of some kind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely, yeah. Hey, before we go forward, I want to thank Wes Germer from Sasquatch Chronicles who posted our viral survival episode with Rich Germu. And that was something he didn't have to do. Um, I thought it was an important episode. Apparently he did as well. So I appreciate him reposting it on his Sasquatch Chronicles website. If you don't know about Sasquatch Chronicles, well, shame on you. I think it's probably the number one show on Bigfoot. Um, this would probably be the number one show on the weird Bigfoot. So hopefully we can keep it that way. And uh, Wes and I meet in the middle. Although Wes has had some pretty bizarro stuff. Uh, yeah, he has. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And some amazing accounts of, of the woo on his show. For sure. Yeah. And personal stuff uh, that he's had happen to them. I, I don't know if you've, uh, you know, listened yeah. to any of his stories. But um, anyway, he... Yeah. he he hyperlinked uh, my uh, podcast with Rich on Sasquatch Chronicles. So thanks for doing that, Wes. Thanks, Wes. Thanks, Wes. Also, um, I wanted to make a uh, announcement, I guess, of, uh, of sorts that, um, you know, when you're inside uh, an upside down world like we, we are right now, it's okay to have conspiracy theories and uh, float those around because one of the things that happens in a closed society is you can't find out the truth. And right now we have a digital medium where we can kind of suss out fact from fiction. So I've been getting a lot of personal emails and messages from people that work as first responders. And I'm going to go ahead and bring the volume down here just for a second. We'll bring it back up. But um, one of the things that first responders have been telling me, two of them in particular, is that we're walking a thin line between constitutional liberties and your safety. And there are briefings going on um, that the next two weeks is going to be a very decision-worthy time to either swing one way or the other. And uh, um, when you see Humvees coming down Main Street, then I, I guess it's too late. So what happened in Italy is that apparently they made a declaration of a state of emergency and gave the people 24-hour notice. I don't think they're necessarily going to offer that to us. So if for some reason there is a, there already is a state of emergency, it was declared yeah, less declared than a, a couple hours yeah. ago. I'm speaking more in the line of martial law to where, where people are coming door to door, you know, check temperatures and make sure you're not on the road spreading the virus. Now, one of the things that came through was this message from a young lady that uh, has gone viral with some kind of connection to the Pentagon. Nobody knows who this gal is. This could all be bullshit. But I thought I would play this gal's um, message and let you hear for your, yourself what she has to say. Again, 
I don't know who this is. I don't know if this message is accurate, but um, I'm going to go ahead and play it for us here. Let me see if I can find this particular one. Here we go. Okay. Really soft. My cousin that works for the Pentagon, my aunt that lives in D.C., and my friend that works for the government um, in Knoxville. Between last night and today, I've had three people notify me that has not been announced yet, but the U.S. is about to go on a four-week quarantine, which means you cannot leave your home. You can't go to anywhere that you can do sales transactions like grocery stores, shopping, Okay, so that was the young lady's message. Again, uh, I don't know exactly what she meant or how she's connected or what her resources are getting this kind of information out. Um, again, she if you didn't hear what she said, because she's pretty soft-spoken, she said that we have about four weeks of self-quarantining ourselves, and that we need to be prepared on some level to have canned foods and water and, and the basic necessities. So... Um, you know, make sure that along the way you uh, take a trip to your general store uh, when nobody's there. I would say go in the evening after midnight and uh, clean yourself off on your way in and wipe yourself off on the way out and grab what you need and get the heck out of there. And um, hopefully she's, uh, you know, full of crap and nothing like this happens. But, you know, that those were her words and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. And Alex, you weren't able to hear it on your end, so I will send it to you. Yeah, okay. Thanks. <laughs> I, fi- I figured it out. I have to have my iPad open to actually hear hear what you're playing. So. Oh, That's okay. all it is. That's all it is on my end. Yeah. Okay. All right. And um, I think that was pretty much it. So, you know, first responders uh, are getting in touch with me, and they're kind of confirming other things coming my way as far as uh, these little internet uh I don't know what you call them. I hate to call them internet viruses, but, uh, you know, spam coming in and um, clickbait of sorts. So we'll see what happens with that. The other thing I wanted to mention, too, is um, conferences are getting canceled. These are conferences that uh, I was supposed to speak at. And so uh, we're not quite sure if they're going to be rescheduled for 2020. I imagine probably not. Uh, There's been three of them so far. And... One of the things you can do, I shared this with Alex, is uh, I opened up a new business. So if you want to have your conference still happen, you can hire me and I will make it happen for you. Now, of course, you can go out there and do a webinar on your own. There's lots of ways you can do it. But I have a production background and I've been working with this program for the last couple of years. And it's a seamless integration uh, where you can do... Uh, integrated webinars. So, Alex, you do it every week with me. Talk about your experience uh, using the system. Zoom you're talking about. Right. Yeah, awesome. Holy cow. 
Um, I did do a couple of interviews on Skype before, but Zoom just like takes it right out of the right out of the park there. So it's great. Right. And uh, yeah, and like what a platform like it's easy it's intuitive um everybody can get on it's it's easy to work around and yeah very good right and so the idea of course behind it is that um i can operate the system for you i'll produce it for you i'll record it for you uh we'll get your guest in and out in a timely fashion i can communicate on their behalf i'll set it up and then i will record it for you and then I will mail you a hard drive and you can do whatever you want with it in perpetuity. Now, the added bonus of this is that you're going to make money at the end of the day because it has a paywall feature that we can access. So, for example, if you have 500 people uh, that you want to sell tickets to, I think that's our limit right now, and you have 10 speakers or panel speakers, they can all go online and speak to 500 people and we can pre-register them online they pay with PayPal. I think they can even pay with a regular credit card, but it's mainly PayPal. And then the money goes directly into uh, the event organizer's PayPal account. It's all it's all linked to PayPal. So um, directglobalwebinars.com. That's the website. Uh, if you want to book me, um, I've got two gigs uh, so far coming up over the next three weeks. That's directglobalwebinars.com. And I will support all of your hosting needs for meetings, as small as two people up to, uh, you know, 10. But the idea is now you can go global. We can uh, reach out to the stars without getting our hands dirty, and you can find yourself virus-free. All right. Nice. That's, that's nice. the end of the sales pitch here. Okay, so... The, the other thing uh, I wanted to ask you, Alex, is did you hear that Skinwalker Ranch revealed the owner? Yeah, I saw something about that. Uh, I did not look at the article because uh, I was working, uh, yeah. and I forgot. I forgot to actually revisit that. Okay, so, well let's yeah. uh, let's look at NewsGeek. Um, Skinwalker Ranch owner reveals UFO hotspot is wired with sensor cameras. The once secret owner of purported Utah UFO hotspot Skinwalker Ranch has stepped forward, uh, describing a bevy of sensors and cameras he's installed all around the property. And um, he's calling UFOs UAPs here, so that's the jargon that they're using. The guy's name, he bought the ranch in 2016, Brandon Fugel, F-U-G-A-L, or Fogel, age 46. Uh, well, he's about my age, a Utah real estate tycoon. Bought the 512-acre property from its former owner, the billionaire Robert Bigelow, who also sought out anomalous phenomena on his site. Officially owned by the Adamantium Real Estate, Fogel's ownership remained secret until Tuesday when he had an interview with Vice News. Now, the reason that he came forward here, and I'm not reading anymore, is that History Channel is doing an in-depth I believe, weekly show about Skinwalker Ranch, and I can't imagine that this guy's not going to be in it. So, uh, exciting times. Mm. And linking to what we were, well, should I break this news? I, I probably shouldn't break this news, but there may be some Skinwalker news coming my way in relationship to the podcast, and um, hopefully within the next week and a half, I can 
uh, help you be a part of that somehow. So I'll tell you more about it, but I can't, I, I don't have anything confirmed and blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, Skinwalker Ranch, man. That's, uh, so where, where's the meat and the, pa- meat and the potatoes here? I want to know if he, you know, with all of his uh, sensors and cameras, like picked up anything. I guess that's going to be uh, History Channel stuff, right? Um, you know, Aaron read this article to me while I was making coffee, and there were some really weird statements in here that I remember her saying. Something to do with um, tapping into an energy grid that what? was, that was okay. alien in nature. And that there's something to do with strange liquids, uh, strange <laughs> liquid properties that have been found. And I know she said something, it had something to do with blood. And I was like, wait, what's going on here? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe they found a pool of loche and they're going to, you know, fuel the, <laughs> yeah. the vampire underworld. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, a, I haven't heard that word in a long time. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, we'll have to do an episode on that one without the Irish yeah. pub music. That's yeah. a little too dark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe that's the cure for the corona is a healthy dose of loche. Yeah, yeah. In a can. In a can. <laughs> Yeah, so today's uh, really Alex's turn to take the wheel, and that's why I wanted to blab the first part. Um, Alex, uh, you were out and about with your friend Ken, and um, you guys yeah. got into some uh, some cool trouble and uh, talked to yeah. people about what happened. Yeah, well, that was my first, uh, I guess, my first official interview, and holy shit, was that fun. Um, yeah, we uh, we sat down. Uh, well, I invited him over to Quadra Island uh, for the night. Uh, set us up in the haunted Harriet Bay Inn. Uh, I learned quite a few stories, actually, that I had not heard from him, which was uh, very enlightening uh, on my end. Um, yeah, and uh, so we did the interview, and uh, we, I did book the two haunted rooms, the... the the ones where uh, the ones where most uh, most activity had been uh, had been reported, but uh, I I guess the uh, the uh, hostess there uh, knew Ken and uh, upgraded us to the suite. Ooh. So yeah, I know a two bedroom suite, full <laughs> kitchen, dining room, living room, balcony. It was like the best place in the house. And she says, "Don't worry, it's still haunted." I was like, "Okay, all right, set us up." I you love know. her already. Yeah. Oh, there's the music. Right. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry yeah. about that. So we did. Uh, yeah, we we did check out the the, the actual haunted rooms beforehand. They were yeah. super small and super uh, so. We, uh, we we were very taken with that uh, that sweet uh, offer there, so we took that up, and uh, I set my recorder up for the night. All I heard was me snoring and and uh, farting, but uh, you know uh, we did have some interesting activity. Yeah. We did, yeah, yeah. One of Ken or Ken's watch actually got moved to a very interesting place. Um, he he was up at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, searching for probably half an hour, looking for his watch, and uh, yeah, wow, he found it wedged in between the nightstand and the bed, and it is 
literally impossible for it to do that because there was no yeah I, I did shoot a little video of him explaining it in the morning and mm-hmm. uh and so that was very very bizarre and i also heard uh what was that six o'clock in the morning i thought i heard i was up in the in the upstairs bedroom and i uh i thought i heard ken get up rummage around the kitchen do some little clinking clanking sounds and and open and close the cupboard um not that there was anything in the cupboards to even look at i was like why is he rooting through the cupboards uh turns out it wasn't him he was like totally totally um asleep so yeah something was rummaging around the kitchen (laughs) yeah but yeah it was uh it was a really cool night we had a lot of fun um uh, a good time to reconnect uh ken and i have known each other i don't know probably since 2005 or six or something like that uh one of those french friendships where you just instantly connect and uh and share a lot of uh a lot of stuff in our case it's it's absolutely stupid bizarre humor that uh, not a lot of people get but we have fun with it (laughs) uh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Yeah. so uh, yeah ken can't be with us today for a real specific reason (laughs) yeah yeah he was he just got back from new zealand and uh he was um not really ordered but uh it was a very hard suggestion by his doctor and his work that he should uh spend a couple of weeks in self-quarantine so that's where he is people are going to get to know themselves all together better during this this time aren't they <laughs> yeah, totally. oh my goodness I'm in, a very, I'm in a very good position because i I've, i basically just like i'm i'm an introvert and i've mm-hmm. I'm, isolated i as mm-hmm. isolate myself anyways you know i don't really uh i don't really go out and do much except uh go out and get my breakfast in the morning and coffee and you know, <laughs> right so the yeah. kids are scared yeah. of the driftwood man don't <laughs> yeah. go near the driftwood man uh, oh i dare you to go out to this cabin and touch uh-huh. the door <laughs> i saw him out with a piece of driftwood looking at it funny don't go near that guy <laughs> He's going to make a giant lady and keep her. <laughs> okay, just look in the mirror and say driftwood three times. <laughs> three times. And legend has it, he'll show up. <laughs> he drifts in. He'll kill you and he'll drift right out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, you get, I've heard bits of uh, your interview, and um, it came out really good. Yeah, I was impressed uh, with my new equipment here and uh yeah and i even we even got the authentic pub atmosphere that strange brow radio is so well known for so that was fun yes 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 yeah and And um, i think i'll be doing doing my interviews there again because that was uh that was great no wherever you were was perfect and the audience will hear that in this episode it's uh it's not everybody's uh favorite uh thing to have a little bit of ambiance in the background but i just super don't care because i i love it and all the your damn podcast well all the weird (laughs) stories i ever heard happen with ambiance in the background and um you know a lot of them were told in a nook in a pub somewhere with a a pint of guinness between my hands yeah well Mm -hmm. it's part of the history history of the uh history of the show right yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. Uh, but, uh, so Ken's got some. Uh, he's got some uh, really fascinating orb story. Um, uh, obviously, two in- well, two instances where he stayed at the HBI and had some very interesting ghost experiences, uh, as well as somewhat of a vortex or a portal. Um, and yeah, the well, it's the meat and potatoes of ghostly romance. Ooh. <laughs> and this was a new one to me. I had not heard this from Ken. And I don't think he shares that very often. So I thank you, Ken, for sharing your ghostly romance story. Well, yes, yes. And I now it's all coming back to me. Yeah. Yes. Well, that really was a 180. Uh, that caught yeah. me off guard. Did it catch you? Oh, it caught me off guard. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, tell me more. Tell me more. Keep on going. Details, details. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like a, I was like a hungry teenager there. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. No kidding. What what did she look like? What did she say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, it's a really good interview and I can't wait to play it for folks. And um, that's exactly what we'll do here. Uh, But before we do, I want to um, tell people that, we had a movie experience. One of the things that we wanted to try to do oh, yeah. is uh, bring in a little bit of pop culture as far as the films we've been watching or want to watch. And um, I was tipped off by a film long ago by some writers that did, I believe it was like a Norwegian or a Swedish film called Let the Right One In, which tells the story of a, a young, nubile vampire girl. You don't really know that in the beginning of the movie. So I kind of spoiled it for you. Wow. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, maybe it's Denmark, but um, there's something super eerie about the language um, overseas. Uh, and it, it, it adds to the ambiance. Like I'm not super into reading subtitles like all Americans, but you give me like a Norwegian horror movie or, you know, um, the one that we're going to talk about now, which was by this other, the same screenwriters of Let the Right One In. Um, this is a movie called Border. And um, Alex, why don't you uh, explain a little bit about uh, Border? Uh, well, let's just uh, keep with the language there. I loved uh, hearing the language. It was great. Yes. And uh, I don't mind the subtitles at all. Yeah, so Border um, starts with a, a border security guard. Um in uh in sweden uh a very well let's say not very good looking uh border security guard so <laughs> you're being has, kind you're being yeah, super kind yeah she has the uh she hit she every the, branch on that ugly tree and then she <laughs> ran back to the top and she she fell flat on her face <laughs> all right go ahead so she has the interesting ability to sniff out lies and deception and uh, you see this in the first five minutes of of the movie um, uh, with her um, catching some guy that uh, well has uh, has some contraband Um, so yeah we we follow uh, I can't remember her name I'm sorry I wish I had my notes up uh, but we follow her in her direction uh, as the border security guard, and then 
her personal life uh, and in her relationship with nature. Uh, so we see some really cool things uh, with uh, her and foxes and, and moose and uh, and just, you know, she's just like right there 100% in nature. That's her, mm. that's her happy place. And that's a really, really sweet thing to see. Uh, a nice contrast mm-hmm. to, to, to how we see her in the beginning. Now, uh, let's say, yeah. let's say that we, we want to do a spoiler. Should we do a spoiler right. alert or should we not let's tell them what's going spoiler. to happen? I, well, you could have done a spoiler alert with the vampire one, but, uh, I know. I'll have yeah. To. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm let's learning. Do a spoiler. Let's do a spoiler alert. Uh, instead of one, two, three, let's go Kuru Kaku. <laughs> so, so uh, when I do Kurukuku, uh, you can consider it spoiler territory. So, okay, well, let's. There you go. Let's play a little clip from Border here. Now, you're not going to understand the language, but you'll appreciate the this little two minute clip, and I'll probably whittle it down a little bit. Here's a trailer for the movie Border. Let's see if we can get this up. Oh, wait, you can't hear it, can you? Well, I got my iPad open. Uh, I should be able to hear it. Yeah, let me, it going? Let me, let's do that part over again. So let me, uh, let me start yeah. over again. Here is a clip from the movie Border. Let's bring this up here and hit share. Okay. All right, yeah. here is a clip from the movie Border. Det var något speciellt. Jag hade en massa olika idéer om mig själv. Men sen blev jag vuxen att jag är bara människa. Kan man verkligen lukta hur folk känner? Okej, okay, wait. Now that sentence right there. That little statement she made. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Okay, to me, that's a beautiful, eerie statement. Like, the enunciation, a way that uh, she's speaking is so eerie and so beautiful at the same time. Yeah. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, the language and, uh, is almost like wet. There's like this wet, I, yes. wetness. Yeah, yeah, and I think it really adds to the, uh, can we do the spoiler thing here? Okay, uh, so I, let's, yeah, let, let's, uh, let's yeah. do the spoiler. So now if you don't want to hear what this movie is about, um, fast forward, uh, you know, a good five minutes, and then, uh, you know, he'll get to the rest of the story. But um, yeah. here's, here's the actual theme of Border. Go ahead. So, yeah, um, she's a troll. Mm. And, ah. She's and an ugly she's, troll. But she's not very. There's no I, hot well, trolls. As a, yeah, I mean, it's all relative, right? Yeah, maybe know. maybe she's the hottest troll around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. It certainly did get hot and steamy in, in quite a few parts. Oh, we'll but, get to uh, that. Yeah, well, we're going to get to that not, part. Not knowing the Swedish language uh, at all, uh, to me, like, uh, really helped me get into that mode of like, oh, oh, wow, yeah, it's, it, it's very foreign and she's a troll and the language almost seemed like troll like to me like it, it was really cool 
Oh, it's t- yeah, it's so fitting for all the. Uh, I mean, the cinematography of this is stunning. I think yeah, it's, it's stunning. Yeah. Really beautifully shot, and it's so foreign to an American film, just like Let the Right One In, that you've not really seen things like this in cinema shot this way. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so many weird shots and angles, and it's just like, well, who are these people? Like, you know, she's got this weird scar on her cheek, on the left side of her jaw, uh, by her eye. And then all of a sudden, this other homely, weird-looking dude who seems really perverted and aggressive is super into her, and you find out uh, that he's going to disclose to her when they're hot and heavy uh, that they're trolls and that uh, her parents, her human parents, have lied to her. And it's all believable. That's what's so good about it. It's so believable. Yeah. 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 yeah, the uh, the lightning scene was amazing where they're just huddled under the table. Like, oh, that was great. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, what you sent me initially was this YouTuber going on and on about like, oh my God, it's like the weirdest movie I've ever seen. And I can't believe how weird this movie is and blah, blah, blah. Please like, share and subscribe if you like this. And I I didn't actually find it that weird. Like this was my type of movie. <laughs> right. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I really did. Even this in the weirdest, a... <laughs> even in the weirdest part, I, I it yeah. was it was awesome. Of course, we liked it. I've got a I've got an eight foot Sasquatch in my garage, <laughs> and you've got a T Rex on your patio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was it was fitting for us. Now, let's move into the nitty gritty. I wish I had some porn music queued up for <laughs> what we're about to describe. And no, maybe I can no, do that I'll in just, post. I'll live that. This, this, this is a graphic movie. <laughs> yes. This is a very graphic. Uh, well, there's a graphic scene. Let's put it that way. Um, it's a very believable movie. And it's very disturbing. Especially when it comes to what the uh, creepy male troll is up to. Probably the creepiest thing that uh, you can think of, right? Like. Loche creepy, adrenochrome creepy. And um, so he's into that. And uh, he's basically trying to convince her that, hey, there's more of us like me. We happen to be down in the center of the earth and hanging out here once in a while manipulating humans. Why don't you quit being a puss bag and join me down in the in the middle earth? And uh, yeah. she's, she's torn, right? And yeah. uh, one of the things they do before... He takes off to wherever he ends up uh, is have hot, heavy love. And uh, it is not going down like you expect. This is not nine and a half weeks. It Let is, me get uh, close to the microphone here. Okay. Sweet, sweet troll love. love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lean in close <laughs> to that mic with that troll love. Okay. I, I don't know if we want to disclose exactly what happens here, and I know you, you could probably I would, Google I would that. Save, yeah, yeah, save that. For, you know, yeah. I think people would uh, appreciate the uh, <laughs> the surprise there. Let's just yeah. say you won't be snapping. <laughs> you won't be snapping into a slim gym the same way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get to that because I yeah. I thought it was very thin actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> my expected, goodness, I expected bigger. No, all right. There's something more in the lines of like a, I don't know, like a a, a big pin and a hot dog combined. 
and hey, fellas, if you're into hairy boobs, this movie runs abundant with hairy boobs. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know we have a fair amount of Sasquatch lovers. Hey, if you're into it, maybe. I'm just telling you, maybe think of the trolls, you know, that's another uh, fun little fantasy you can get into. And this movie may do it for you. You're in lockdown. You got border. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> Go for nope. it. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so border, that's that. I think it's on, uh, it's definitely on Amazon prime. So you can download it that way. I think it was three bucks, three ninety nine, or something like that. Something and like if that, you, yeah. if you like funky movies, um, this is uh, right up there. Now, now you have to go back and watch uh, "Let the Right One In" by the same director. If you haven't seen that, Alex. Well, I got to do that after after uh, you let yeah. me go here, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. you're going to be into that. Yeah, yeah. The the star of that one, she's got kind of like a um, oh a Natalie Portman from Professional kind of vibe going on. Okay. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it beats the last vampire vampire movie i saw i think that was back in the theater yeah what was that uh twilight <laughs> mm. do you know my, where uh, I, do you don't know my where wife, live, my huh? wife's friend drug us to that i was like oh boy <laughs> let me tell you something i live oh, yeah. um, i live of only course. about an hour away from forks and okay. uh yeah. this is where the majority of this i guess was shot yeah mm-hmm yeah. So it's well, still a tourism I, thing. I remember yeah. being um, a, uh, I was a medical assistant in a phlebotomy lab. Um, and I also shot x-rays for a couple of years. And the nurses were going crazy in the lunchroom over this book. And I was like, what the hell are they all like crushing over? You know, it was like, mm-hmm. I, only, I, only, I only knew that they liked Fabio at one time. Now they've got this, uh, you know, giant black book with a blood drop uh, coming off of him. Like, what the hell are you guys into? And it was the beginning of, you know, gilfs that were into Twilight. <laughs> the, yeah. The, yeah. This, uh, it's almost swazi kind of, uh, quasi homoerotic feel to a lot of this vampirism going on. And uh, you kind of feel it in this one as well. You certainly saw it in uh, Vampire Lestat and Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. There is a lot of stuff going on in that one. But um, th- you do not get this and let the right one in at all. There's a whole different twist on that just the way there is with uh, with Borders. So um, I strongly suggest that. And uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, I think nice. uh, we spilled the beans on border and um, we just kind of left them on the kitchen floor and uh, if yeah. people want to watch it, then they can watch it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I would watch it. No, this is a movie I would watch again as well, which. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you yeah. said that. I think I would too. Yeah. yeah. Cause uh, you know, that first viewing experience, um, it's very good. You're, you're, you're in and wrapped in the story. Yeah. Uh, but I would go back to it just to appreciate all mm. of the, all of the visuals and, and the mm. subtleties mm-hmm. uh, that, that, uh, that were laid out in this movie. Yeah. Anything yeah. strange happening before we get to your interview, anything strange happen at your property lately? That's uh, been really, uh, I think we got a seasonal thing going on here. Not much. Oh, no, uh, I'm missing white pebble. Uh, which I don't know, a bird could have taken it. So. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, oh, yeah. You just had that Robin, didn't you? You know, Alex, it's been daily. Uh, I've been out yeah. of work for, I haven't gone back to work for 14 days. And um, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back into the city. Uh, I, I may not. I never wanted to be commuting in and out of the city. So if this providing me, the city is still there, ooh, trolls everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been active here. Uh, I think every day there's been something that happened. One of the more astounding things that happened happened in the room I'm at. It was around seven in the morning, and I was just finishing up a PowerPoint slide on the drums that Henry Franzoni told me to, that had some unique quality as far as eliciting spiritual activity. And as I was writing that slide down, um, I was just getting into the next slide on portal interaction. And immediately, uh, as I go from one slide to the next, I hear a drum get played about, I don't know, 15 feet from me downstairs. And we have all these drums, right? Elk hide drums, bear hide drums. Um, and it was a very distinct sound of a nail bed flicking a drum and dragging. That was the sound I came up with. Now, yeah. we've heard finger sounds around here, including the sound of a wet finger on glass making a sound. And um, so there's been some stuff happening before this, but... Uh, the familiarity of me talking about something to do with drums and then f- hearing a drum get played. Um, and then today, when I was going up to fill up the propane and uh, gas, uh, which I suggest everybody do it at this point, there was a dead robin sitting in front of the fence. And I was like, okay, dead robin, cat could have done it, it could have hit the fence, I guess, and died, but it's a very, it's a like a, three foot tall wire fence which would be a weird thing for a robin to die from and um it had no signs of predation the wing was kind of splayed out over its head like it was kind of covering its head in agony but it was dead and um about 10 feet away from it and this gets into objects of significance or gifts of significance was an old halloween decoration of a uh, vulture that uh, a friend gave me and it's about the same size as the bird it's sitting right in front of the fence and <laughs> these are the kind of things that I think people need to pay attention to you know when you get an object laid out before you there may be very well be some link to it some significance to it and one of the theories that I have and I think Alex has is that mm. these, these things of significance often match other items uh, somehow, yeah. or they match. It's very much like a weird genie in the bottle or a gin in the bottle. And yeah. once you take that cork off, um, you can, I mean, where where the hell do you think all these stories came from? You think somebody just magically thought up of this story about some genie in a bottle? It's a haunted object with a ghost that grants wishes. <laughs> these are the, it's a freaking Dybbuk box, right? I mean, these yeah. are the things that the modern spiritualists are talking about. So, um, you know, nothing nefarious is happening around here. Um, it's always been super, I don't know. I think it has something to do with the female energy of the house. So it's very subtle and it's very flowery and earthy. 
that wasn't the way it was in Cottage Grove at all. It was just like, we're here, we're in charge, we're ready to take control. So, um, you know, that's the latest going on at the Al Moon Altar. And uh, you can go to Facebook and type in Al Moon Altar or stay tuned for the book, which possibly, news break, will come out as an audio and video experience first. And oh, um, you'll have cool. to go on to patreon.com in order to do that. Um, it's just taking too long for the book to come together. So they either come together at the same time, or I'm going to go with what the environment is giving me, which is a platform to reach you through your ears and your eyes. So um, I'll tell you more about that when I get it done, but expect an audio or semi-documentary, including never-before-seen crazy stuff uh, coming out of the Al Moon altar. And um, I think, Alex, you got to hear some of that last week. Uh, yeah. Sounds. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, haunting, chilling, uh, mm. surprising. Uh, some of the adjectives I, I might use for those. <laughs> that's uh -huh. what I would, that's how I describe the troll's groin. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it, all, it, it all comes back to a troll's groin. Well, let's uh, <laughs> give the folks what they want. Let's give them uh, your conversation with Ken from, now what bar is this out or pub? Uh, this is at the Harriet Bay Inn on Quadra Island. Uh, All right. Very old, very old pub, uh, uh, turn of the last century. Uh, it actually used to be the only, the mail drop uh, for the entire, like, uh, coast here. That was, like, the main mail drop here. I guess there was one down in Victoria, and this was the Northern Island mail drop. So everything came through here. That's a hairy thing, including, to send a, including some ghosts. Yeah, send some uh, photographs of this. Uh, I'd love to see what it looks like. Yeah, sure. You bet. And um, all right, well, let's give a listen. And um, I will uh, talk to you soon, Alex. And um, yep. as always, stay safe, wash your hands. and um, Always. Make sure you uh, drink your Corona fast. Cheers, bro. Yep. Thanks Cheers, Truman. Pleasure to be here. Mm. And you have gotten us a couple of Jaeger shots. Yep. We'll start gonna, off with those. If you're going to have any kind of good conversation, you Herbal start medicine. With the Jaeger. Tonic. Oh. Mm. Medicinal. I'm not. <coughs> well, don't pew. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not generally one for uh, sweet stuff, but that's got like the right balance of like sweetness and. Well, as I as I say, it's a it's recommended to me from uh, German folk, who uh, that uh, <laughs> Alpen bitter are considered to be tonics. <laughs> it's actually soothing for the stomach. Oh, I so, can see that. Yeah. So it's got a bit of a sweetness to it, it's true. Uh, unlike bourbon, of course, which if you have a shot of that, uh, yeah, yeah. your stomach's not actually going to settle. No. But uh, you don't notice because you go manic. So. <laughs> <laughs>
Good old bourbon. Okay. <clears throat> I am here with uh, Ken Blackburn, my longtime friend. Maybe yeah. a little too long. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing about friends. They're always a little too long. But, uh. <laughs> Ken and I have uh, known each other for, I don't know, quite a while. <clears throat> and uh, he is joining me today at the historic Harriet Bay Inn on Quadra Island, which is, we were talking earlier, this is kind of one of the last bastions of of historic pubs around here. They, yeah. all, they all seem to be burning down and dying and yeah, it's true. disappearing. Yeah, the HBI. I guess if we had done some research, we could have actually named the year that this place uh, has uh, opened, but it's been around. Oh, you know, yeah. Probably turn of the century. Yep. Well, although not the turn of the 20,000th century. Like <laughs> <laughs> not the 21st century, but the 20th century. <laughs> Seeing as we have actually lived through a second century here now, but yeah, no, it is one of the last pubs on the coast. Uh, well, northern coast. We won't go down into the uh, into the Gulf Islands or Vancouver area, but definitely HBI yeah. is up there with the uh, the Waverly, yeah. the Lorne, which is also reportedly haunted. <clears throat> oh, actually, I didn't know that about the Yeah, movie. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, heard quite a few stories firsthand from the bartenders. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, yes, uh, HBI is reportedly haunted, and what a good night uh, to do this. Because full moon. Full moon. Uh-huh. And full moon in Leo, I might add. Being yep. a Leo, that's yep. significant to me. Being a Virgo on the cusp of Leo, significant to me as well. Yeah, perfect time. Okay. Nice to see you here, Alex. So, um, Ken has stayed here, what, like, what, three or four times? I think I have been here four times, yes. And That's you've had right, some yeah. significant, strange experiences. Yes, uh, most definitely on three of the times. Uh, yeah, can't say about, uh, yeah, one night was a, a peaceful night, nothing happened, but I have had... Very strange nights here, three times. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that later. Okay. But uh, let's talk about your like personal paranormal history. Mm. Yeah. Uh, just say at the outset, uh, it's not something that I generally talk about. You know, uh, yeah. paranormal. I I have found over the years trying to explain things that have happened generally falls on skeptic ears, or uh, I, I don't know. I get shaded with a sense of uh, as if I'm trying to exaggerate or or be something you're not. Or anyways, it, you get the eye rolls. Yeah, and, and just people don't generally I think have a context in which to place the kind of stories that you tell sometimes so, yeah. uh, and I found after you know trying it because you know first couple of times that strange things have happened you're excited about it you're, oh hell yeah I mean, oh, and yeah. you're busting to tell people I know right and <laughs> you, you, you know it's like Who do I, I tell? can't <laughs> believe what happened and it just, it's wah, rare wah, I've run wah. into any. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's rare that, I, that I've uh, run into somebody that kind of ha- has a sense of what you're saying. So I kind of just have been quiet about it. But yeah, I've had uh, over the years a number of very odd things happen. 
Um, though, you know, in, 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 again, in a personal context, the world is an amazing place. It's a bizarre place. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the natural world itself is beyond belief if you pay attention to the yeah. details of it. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of see it as a, as a continuum of experiences, you know. Uh, it definitely not normal. <laughs> Your day to day living normal, yeah. um, but I, I I I would be very hard pressed to describe what normal is. So <laughs> I you know it's it's kind of. I like to I like to say consensus reality and non consensus reality with these things. Excellent term. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about some of them. Oh yeah, if you want, yeah. Yeah, let's go let's it, go into but, uh, it. You know yeah. what's 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 the first one that comes to your mind there? Yeah, you know, I guess I guess there's different categories of things. Some of them might be kind of more natural phenomena, things that have strange uh, timing to them. Uh, some of them are more ghostly, uh, of, of involving you know houses and, and kind of ghost spirits in them and. I'll start with one that actually has no explanation for me, and it was uh, driving back from New Brunswick to Quebec City on the you know the Quebec Highway. Uh, I can't remember what the number of the highway was. Late at night, my uh, partner and daughter were in the car, and we had uh, we, I was trying to make it to Quebec City uh, to try to get a hotel for the night. And, but we were late. It's just like one past midnight, you know, around one mm. o'clock or so. And I still had another hour to go or so. But uh, my partner and and uh, my young daughter were asleep in the car. And of course, it's black out there, and nobody around. Like no cars, no traffic. No middle street, of the no week. street lights. No, no highway lights. Yeah. Just dark, one of those dark stretches. And in uh, my rearview mirror was this kind of a a light, but not like a headlight. Uh, and I gotta say, it's a divided highway, so you know there's uh, I, I'm in I'm in the, in the outside lane of our side, but there's two lanes on the other side, and it seems to be coming up from the other side of the highway. And uh, it's just a light, you know. At, at first, when I saw it in the distance, I thought it was a car coming uh, behind me a, a distance, but it didn't look like that. And the weird thing is that it caught up to me in seconds. How fast like it, were you? Pardon? How fast were you going? Oh, probably... 110, 120, trying to make time at yeah. night, you know. Hello. Highway's clear, perfect night, starry night, not, you know. So trying to make up time. So, you know, yeah. I, I, can't, I think speed limits in Quebec are probably only 100 or whatever. So, yeah, no, but clipping along. And this thing caught up to me in a couple of seconds from when I first noticed it in the rearview mirror till it was actually beside me. And... It was a, I, I don't know, I can only describe it as a, as a circle or an orb uh, that was glowing white, but it wasn't a brilliant white like a headlight. It, it was just glowing. Mm. And, um, and it, it pulled up right parallel to my uh, side window 
on the other side of the divided highway and just went the same speed as me. Just paced you. Yeah. Basically just was and and I looked over at it and thought like you would, like what the hell is that? And looked at it and then I tried to wake up my uh, my girlfriend at the time, like because she was sleeping and started slapping her leg to say, Hey, 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 wake yeah. up, like look at this thing, like, what is that? And uh, couldn't wake her up. She was dead. Couldn't wake her up. Look back to my daughter and it, it's you know called her sage and all. Hey, hey, kid, wake up! Look at this. Nope. They were dead flat out. Look back over to it, and this thing is definitely exactly the same speed as I am. Right so beside. How me. high off the ground? Or off the highway? Yeah, probably. Well, pr- probably at the height of what I'm sitting at. So you okay. know. Five feet. So really, like, pacing you in, like, speed, height. Absolutely. Speed, height, right beside me, except, well, I'd probably, you know, 25 feet, whatever, 30 feet. I don't know how wide highways are. There's a little bit of a division, but about 20 feet. And 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 not overbearing in its light. Like, it wasn't blinding by any way, but it was a significant white orb. That you know, I, I would say was about the size of a basketball to my eye, but in probably it would be a couple of feet wide, I'm sure, in scale from the other side of the road. Yeah, and uh, and just absolutely the same speed, and look back at it and thought, oh my God, I what is that? Look back at uh, my partner, you know flat out sleeping, look back at it again. I don't know how much time that is, but, you know, maybe 15 seconds, 20 seconds or so, trying to wake her up and looking back at it a few times. And there it was, just kept going. And then, right at the point where I thought, what? I have no idea what this thing is. What does it want? It suddenly went up about 20, 30 feet to the point where you got to, you know, look around, uh, you know, like outside the front window by leaning forward to see it yeah. and hovered there for about 20, yeah, 20, 30 feet, hovered there for about another 10 seconds maybe. And I thought, whoa. And then just shot. Just into the night sky in front of me and I could see it go and it went up and stopped for a second again kind of actually looked like a bright star at that point Yeah. there and then veered to the left instantly out of sight so like like a 90 degree turn or yeah yeah, like not a good turn. Yeah. yeah, maybe it could be a curve. The distance yeah, is hard yeah, to yeah. tell. Distance but just hard. shot. I mean, the speed was nothing can go that fast. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know how what drone speeds are now, for example. But this would be before we ever talked about drones yeah. or knew about drones and stuff. Yeah. But there is no way this thing could uh, or anything could go that fast. It just bolted off, and then everything was normal again. And, of course, I'm still driving. You're still driving. (laughs) And I'm like, what was that? And then right at that point, uh, my girlfriend wakes up. Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. And she's like, what? 
<laughs> Did you kind of a delayed reaction yeah, there. Yeah, like, what? And I said, oh, my, you know. You should have seen this thing. It was this ball of light that was right beside us. And I couldn't wake you up. Yeah, and, and, and she said something like, well, I could hear you. Like, oh, you know, that's interesting. And, and tapping me, but yeah, I, I thought I was dreaming or something. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, and that's all there is to that story. Like, nothing happened after that. Yeah. It went on later. You know, I drove the rest of the way into Quebec City and got a motel late at night. But yeah, that So a couple that of happened, questions. You know? um, when it was hovering above the roadway, pacing you, did you notice any light casting down on the road? No. From it? No. It was as if it was emitting light uh, that wouldn't cast a shadow. Okay. Yeah, well, not so that would, It wouldn't remember, cast you know? a glow or... Or no. on surrounding objects. No, no, it didn't light up the trees on the other side, for yeah. example, or the. But yeah, anything you else. would say it, maybe it's it was that bright to do that. Uh, like how bright was this? Yeah, yeah, I I would say it was that bright. It wasn't blinding bright. The thing yeah. is, I could look at it, but you know, again, I I could look at it. But I could not see the edge of a sphere or the edge of a circle. Yeah. It was just a light. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how to... I guess kind of like looking at a light bulb in a way, you know, like a dull light bulb. You mm-hmm. can't quite see the edge of it, but it's glowing. I don't, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, no. Uh, just a, a strange thing that happened. Probably the whole thing took and, place and, over... And what did you think it was? Like, did you ever come to any conclusion, not conclusion, but like... Oh, I... Like, uh, what did you think about it? It's this? a UFO. Yeah. Uh, well, just, I mean, they say yeah. unidentified flying up, but yeah. in my mind, it's... It can't... It could not be anything that uh, the military has created or something. Right. There's no way... Uh, you know, and just where we were... The distance from there. There's, I just don't believe that uh, whatever governments are like the level of technology say. to actually create something like that. I don't even think it, we could still do that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we could create a uh, a light ball that yeah. has no. You can't peer into it. You can't say. I, I, and to travel at that kind of speed, with that kind of control, with that. I mean, I, the the disappearance of it was. Like uh, lightning fast. I yeah. mean, when it took off from a stationary position, and and just the control of hovering, taking it, no, no way. No yeah. Way. yeah. So, so I put it down to one of those things I can't explain. Do you think it was intelligent? Was there a sense of intelligence behind? Um, behind? Yeah. No, I think absolutely. Uh, if not within the thing itself, the control of the thing would have to be intelligent. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Whether there's something inside it, I never got the feeling that something was inside it. Right. It right. was like just, like a little craft with no. a little little tiny being, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, that's what will happen. <laughs> little controls we'll in his aliens. blowing basketball. Yeah, and they're only three inches tall, and be like, holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, I expected more. I think Star Trek yeah. did those kinds of things. <laughs> no, I didn't get that kind of feeling. Uh, it it would strike me as um, 
a probe of some kind or yeah i don't know I yeah don't know. well certainly you're not alone in this right <laughs> no i there are so many other accounts of you know people witnessing these orbs and they seem intelligent intelligently controlled yeah um they have this organic quality of light to them um, I've even heard of a couple of accounts where it doesn't cast any light on the surrounding objects. Right. Well, that, that's right. what I will say. That's what it felt like. Yeah. 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 I've never seen one since. I mean, I, I have no other reference right. to that kind of uh, experience, um, but it definitely happened, and it happened in. A slow enough period of time, though, it, it sounds fast to say 20, 30 seconds or whatever, but in the experience of the moment, yeah, it is real. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, it was real. I could not <laughs> contemplate what this thing could possibly be that's right beside my window. Yeah, pa- as you say, pacing me. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, trying to wake up... Uh, my partner and all that's an aside, but I, I looked at well, that. Well, it thing is an first, aside, you know. but in, you know, in in these types of experiences, people that witness, you know, phenomenon, there's a lot of times where they can't even like their partners or the people that are experiencing, they're out. Totally, they're freaking out. In my case, they were totally out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then as I say, kind of. Strangely or coincidentally, as soon as the thing leaves, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> suddenly they're rousing with, huh? with, oh, a, with a sense that you were trying to wake them up. I was yeah. trying to wake her up, but yeah, yeah, but oblivious to it, and uh, and then of course told the story, but yeah, <laughs> you know, nobody. Is like, so was this kind of your, your first like mind blowing experience? Well, it depends what the category is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some other mind-blowing experiences, but they're probably common to a lot of young men, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. Mind-blowing paranormal experience. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, um, that it probably, uh, in, in terms of that kind of experience, yes. Ghosts or, or spirits or... Things would be mm, no. They, they, I probably had a, a few of those on either side of that. But yeah. right. in terms of what, what I would say, UFO thing, because it's a it's a common kind of a popular culture term. Yeah. I don't have any other UFO story at all. Right. At all, except for that. One. And, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, let's let's delve into the spirits then, the ghosts. Yeah, ghost things are another category altogether. And, you know, some of the experience involves seeing things and some of them just involve feeling things. The feeling things are a little harder to... uh, I don't don't know what the word would be, justify, maybe, as opposed to when you've seen something. You know, you, you have something concrete to hold on to. Whereas thing unseen kind of things are a little bit tougher even though i think i i to be honest i have to say that it's the unseen ones that are more powerful yeah and and, and i would have to categorize some of it as benevolent malevolent uh, things that have feelings that 
uh, or experiences that don't frighten me. Mm-hmm. I should be frightened by these things because I have an imagination that is terrified of horror stories. I am terrified of ghost stories. Anything to do with animated dolls. <laughs> you know, I, got, I mean, those, yeah. those things freak me out. Yeah. Um, Aren't you glad I've never gotten you a gift of a, a freaky doll before? Oh, no, you do. Uh, <laughs> it'll end up stabbing me in my sleep, so don't do it. Well, that'll be the end of the friendship. If we ever want to end our friendship, yeah. I'll just do that. And yeah. Then, yeah. Give me a doll that stabs me, and uh, that'll be the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably my biggest fear. But, um, but I have to say, just in... The strange thing about seeing what I would say ghosts or whatever, apparition spirits, is that I can't think of any of them that have scared me. Okay. And that strikes me as very unusual. When they happen or when I've experienced them, the I'm not afraid. It's kind of... Uh, a phenomena that you're in wonder at or in so awe. This or. is a bit of a flip from you being frightened from like horror movies, you know, dolls, antique dolls, whatever. So it's like a flip side here. Complete. Like, yeah. Complete. A reversal. Side. Yeah. And, and I. What do you think you attribute that to? Probably because, as I say, malevolent, benevolent, I don't yeah. think that they're. They're harmful, or okay. I don't think that they're aggressive. Or if anything, maybe sharing just a, a sense of bewilderment to the mutually. I'm not sure. Oh, interesting. But that is a very strange thing. Even the few times I've talked about it, I, I say the same thing every time. It should be something that frightens me, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Uh, some exceptions, though, but some exceptions. So, but generally speaking, doesn't frighten me. Um, but can't believe that they happen. Like it's crazy. Um, and of course, we're in the HPI, and, and some of uh, a couple of them have happened here. Yeah. Um, but well before this place, uh, I used to live in Brockville, Ontario, and I moved into a very old house there. You know, something that would be, again, kind of turn of the 20th century. Mm. That's just to clarify our centuries here. And um, I I, I just can't describe it other than to say that I lived with a ghost. Or ghosts. uh, It was never quite clear how many there were, but there there was at least uh, one woman, and then there was a child at some points to... Um, and this is visual or feeling? Visual. Okay, visual. And this house, well, yeah, you know. Yeah, I've heard many, I've heard some of your stories, but I haven't heard this one, so. Like, oh, yeah, 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 the Brockville yeah. ones. Well, yeah. and it's interesting. Brockville. Yeah, I've, yeah Brockville. The Brockville Ontario. haunting. <laughs> what? The Brockville haunting. The Brockville haunting. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Although, by the end of the movie, you wouldn't call it a haunting. Yeah. It would almost be like the Brockville romance. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I developed a casualness with whatever the spirit was. And, you know, I mean, we're actually both artists, too, yeah. Alex and I. Yeah. I did a, a whole drawing series on my experience in this Brockville house called The Fantastic Age fantastic take, taken from the phantom of 
fantastic. Yeah. And I actually believed back then, in the time period, this would be uh, middle 90s, you know, like 1995, 96, 97. Um, I thought during this period of time, because it was somewhat normalized for me, that we were going to enter a fantastic age where we were going to, we, as a a kind of a human race, a culture, we're going to experience this more and more. That the thin, you know... The The thinning of the veil was getting... The thin line between the spirit world was going to start being appearing more and more. And people are going to have more of this. Well, I would say it is. I don't know. I I, I can't comment. I can't say that I've really noticed or heard much to make me think that it happened. But I did believe it then. And I did an entire drawing series based on these uh, experiences with the ghosts in this house called the Fantastic Age, where the the ghosts, the spirits, the, the animators, I used to see them as animating the uh, visual field that we exist in but behind that there was this kind of animation of these spirits who were participating with us to create experience so in other words it's coming from two sides to create the edge of reality but we're looking from one side they're looking from another but we come together to form what it is we experience I actually believe that in my Brockville years wow Yeah. but you don't Believe well, that, I mean, I, or, that's true. I, or do you entertain that? Well, I no, I think I just accept it. I, yeah. I think in my collage work that I do now, it's the same feeling of e- expressing how we perceive reality as a you know, let's say a a, a plane, a canvas, or a, you know, a wood panel, or in working in two D. The plane is actually animated by the pieces of what we see from both sides. Right. So I still, but that's, it's become more abstracted in its sense. Back then it was literal because right. I was doing actual uh, figuration, uh, life study and, and drawing to represent the animations that were behind the plane of which I'm looking at and stuff. The other th- the reason that I think it diminished is because I left that house. It yeah. was so real in that place because they were living there, or he, she was living there. It was it was a, it was a female that um, that just was always around, and I would sense and or see constantly in that house. So I think maybe just the when you move from a place, when you live someplace else, if you're not having that kind of constant uh, interaction, the Immediacy of, of how you see experiences wanes a bit. Yeah. So it's just yeah. waned over the yeah. years because I don't have that kind yeah. of. So you did say anymore. ghosts in the Brockville house. house. Definitely. But let's get into the nitty gritty because you also <laughs> men- mentioned uh, somewhat of a romance. Yeah. A burgeoning romance. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that before. Where we've we've gone live here <laughs> in our unlive podcast. <laughs> yeah. be, no, but that's true. So this, uh, yeah, this this spiritual entity I saw all the, all the t- well, not all the time, but I mean, would show up, show up often time at night in my room, and it would be standing there, 
looking. There only was a boy once, I think. Um, but they would just be in the room and basically mm. just looking at me. Mm-hmm. And again, I would wake up and I would look at them. A few times I tried talking to them, but nothing happened. But they would the, Im- the image would last that long. Because I know any time you talk with people, they say, oh, it's a dream state. You wake up, you know, you're not quite awake yet. Right. And, you, you know, it, it's something lingering. And that, that's fine. Maybe that's true. I'm not sure. Hmm. But I just happen to have experienced it where I am fully awake. Yep. I, I am aware. And, and she would be there. Um, but the, the, the time that, I, that we talked about before... Uh, actually thought I was going to have sex with her. Actually thought it might happen because... she make an eyes at you? No, yeah. <laughs> no, she gave me the wink. You know, like, yeah. The ghostly <laughs> wink. <laughs> the ah. ghostly wink, yeah. I'll meet you in the couch. Yeah, no. The no, couch, you're in the bed. <laughs> I, I, I kind of woke up and... Which was very unusual that uh, she her face was right beside me, oh. like within you know six eight inches. Okay, same person, and that you I mean I knew it. Not frightening though, but very close and uh, complete body response. Like I have never had a physical response to it it's usually observing visual yeah a feeling as this but uh i mean we know an erotic response if somebody is in close proximity right. and your body's reacting i mean your body all your hairs bristle there's a certain adrenaline endocrine excitement that happens. The groin stirs. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you you feel it. And I moved into her. I mean, I moved closer to her. Like, mm-hmm. if I, there's no substance there, but it, I moved in as if to embrace right. and complete erotic arousal as if I thought that I was going to make love to her. I wow. absolutely did. Wow. And dissipates. Just, <laughs> just dissipated. What? Um, and yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, like the uh, vanishing light into the night. I, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't have an explanation for that. Yeah. But it was of all of the uh, visual encounters of her, I mean, I saw her in the living room, in the, you know, standing at the, in the bedroom, sometimes in the kitchen. She just, I don't know. She just would be around. I never, and in any subsequent experience with seeing things, mm-hmm. have ever had uh, a physical response to it. Yeah. It's always just been an observing response. Yeah. But this was full-on physical and full-on uh, passion. Like it, 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 it's Erotic is one word, but it was love. Actually, it was like the consummate love wow. to be able to, to have that feeling. Yeah. So it's, yeah, amazing. And then, zoom, gone. And then... 
Yeah, not, yeah I, I guess I, I described that poorly. It, no, it wasn't as if it zoomed out of the room. It just dissolved. Okay. Just dissolved. Yeah. So kind of a, maybe a gentle letdown, but, but just dissolved. <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm not ready yet. So yeah. I'm sorry I was leading you yeah, on. Almost I'm not, like yeah. it was impossible. Yeah. Like it was okay. impossible. I was going to try something that wasn't possible. No, uh, you have seen this woman multiple times. Mm-hmm. What, what does she look like, if, if I may ask? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just getting. To, yeah, I'm female just, Caucasian. Was she hot? Yeah, was she hot? <laughs> no, actually, very plain. Yeah, I, you know, kind of. I can't say of a lot of encounters because it's a usual question: is you yeah. know, can you describe yeah. things? And even with the HBI, which we'll get to here, I hear it being at <coughs> some point. You know, it's hard to describe. Well, okay. I think that's just kind of life because I probably couldn't tell you what you're wearing tonight, tomorrow, if you ask me, you know. But, yeah. you know, uh, but I do remember sort of shoulder-length hair, you know. I, for some reason, I think it's brown. Okay. Um, uh, and it just actually, and I would just say average features, um, uh, medium build, you know, like they do in... You know, it's a white male Caucasian, age thirty-five. You know, except it's female. But, uh, so, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. what about the dress? Uh, and I'm, I know I'm talking about clothing. Not, yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. Uh, kind. Yeah. Can't Same really thing. Remember. So sort of, of plain, nondescript, nondescript. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm gonna say kind of pantsuitish. Uh, oh. Because I don't. It, it's not a. Sort of a beige or a dark brown or something. I kind of, I kind of feel like it's a jacket, like not so much a dress or anything. I feel like she's wearing wow. a jacket. Yeah, I don't know why. Huh. Um, but that's you know that's what I remember. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, nondescript. Yeah, you know, probably yeah. brown shoes. Okay. <laughs> well, well groomed, polished. <laughs> <laughs> Trim, you know. Cute dimple on left cheek. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I have no... Yeah, I have really no recollection of kind of um, facial features. Just kind of... um, Yeah, what I would say is normal. A relationship that wasn't meant to be, I guess. No, No, it stuck with me. It it affected me, though, uh, for... couple of weeks after I, I can imagine that would be like very yeah, affecting yeah it's yeah. just it's just a, a sensation that uh, I didn't actually know was in there yeah and have never felt again yeah. either yeah. a kind of a kind of a sensuality that's uh, it's just I don't know maybe maybe or maybe we're capable of doing that hmm. but I don't know what would trigger it like how to feel like that again. I've right. never felt like that before or after. Right. That kind of sensation. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it stuck with me. Yeah, say a couple of weeks, it actually unnerved me. I, I, I wondered if I was well. Mm. You know, like, and there's a residual, kind of like an adrenaline rush. There's a residual effect for a while. Like if you, yeah. you know, 
like you'd been in a fight or some kind of extreme situation. You know, it lasts for a while. You're a little, uh, you're just kind of a little, you, you, whatever the chemistry is that your body goes through, it takes a while to absorb it again, right. I guess, if we're going to get scientific. You know, it takes a while to pull that back in. But this was unlike anything ever before and um, or after. Like, have no description for it. But <laughs> almost kind of envious. Here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's. I mean, it dissipated. That sounds like an incredible. Like, no, it sounds like an incredible experience. Too. Yeah, it was almost like it was almost Nirvana-ish. You know. Yeah. Like, no. It, I, I, yeah, that's a good word. But actually, yeah, maybe it's what you would feel Nirvana would approaching Nirvana would approaching, feel like this. Yeah. This anticipation of, of this unbelievable, like this can't happen. Yeah. But, oh my God, it it's going to. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, maybe that's how we all approach Nirvana. Maybe at the end of days, <laughs> each of us goes into that feeling. Oh my God, this is gonna be. And then and it's then a big wah wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no, we, sorry. Go? You're going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I just wasn't into. You know, yeah. I'm sorry for leading you on to Nirvana, but yeah, know. yeah, yeah. You're going to take the route back over to the east now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no west for you. <laughs> so yeah, well, cool. Yeah. Rockville was like that, as I say. It 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 uh, prompted a. Tire drawing series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you still have those drawings? Yep, yeah, okay. yeah. They're still in my uh, my office at the museum. I would love to see those. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe listeners would too. If, uh, yeah, if I've only showed them once, and um, I showed them at a, a Valentine's event that we had at the museum. <laughs> you were there. Was you, I? you, you must have seen them because it was the time that we did that performance piece with. Uh, um, oh, you you re Which this mantra while I did the projection on my body. You kept saying the same thing over and over again. Uh, <laughs> um, there are no words. Oh, okay. there are no words. There are no words, and there are no words. You said that at the microphone while I did this projection onto the body of these abstractions, but in the background. Were, were on the, the wall images. those fantastic eight um, images because it was a it was a poetry event for Valentine's okay. Day. Yeah, and um, well, there are no words because I don't remember that. No, yeah, it's funny, <laughs> eh? You don't remember it, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's the last time I showed them, and it was when the the director of the museum at that time was offended by them because some of them are erotic. Yeah, like they've yeah. got. Like, I don't know if we can say this in podcasts or not. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just say they have. Erect penises. I know. I know how shocking that is. I mean, <laughs> movies can't even deal with it still. You know, we can see tits and pussy all you in want. Game but of Thrones. Erect... No. <laughs> oh, yeah. did you see erect penises in Game of Thrones? No. No. You, thought, you would have thought, yeah. No, no, no. They still no. don't show that. No. So, anyways, no. but actually, just as a funny aside, they're, they're in some of these drawings, and um, the uh, director. Mm. was worried after I put them up and we were hosting the event. Mm -hmm. She was worried that, uh, no, we can't do that in the museum. 
So I took all the office sticky notes and put the <laughs> sticky notes over the private parts. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so bureaucratic. It was perfect. They sticky notes. You just write, had the, the, write the word penis on it? No, <laughs> no, just not sticky notes. But I had different colors. I had pink and yellow and green. <laughs> it was so funny. I think we had the, the writer, Brian Brett, was the was our uh, writer in residence at the time and he, he, he just thought that was the greatest literary thing he had ever seen yeah. was sticking notes on me anyway <laughs> kind of an aside but uh, you've forgotten them but that's the only time that I've taken them out of the tube that they're rolled in because they're big, they're you know they're Was light it a big, size, six to eight. Erect tube that they were rolled in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it thrusts into the, uh, the office space, <laughs> <coughs> and uh, I put them back. And you know that may have been two thousand seven. We did that two thousand six. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're still in my office, still in the tube, yeah. and haven't been out since then. So that's wow. like 13, 14, 15 years now. Wow. But they're in there, and uh, and I when I left the Brockville house, I put them in that tube and yeah. shipped them out here with me because I always had intentions to show this series because mm-hmm. I actually believed we were going to head into this fantastic age yeah. of this breaking of the thin line of the spirit world, and we would finally join... To put together how it is we perceive reality, I, I, I thought at the time this could happen. So I brought them out here thinking I would show them, and no, except for Valentine's Day with the yeah, <laughs> sticky notes covering the private Absolutely parts. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, they've <laughs> never been out of the tube since then. That's so. <laughs> kind of funny, yeah. Well, let's take a break and uh, we will reconvene. Commercial break. After yeah. we get a few more refreshments yeah and, uh, sounds good dude yeah. Yeah. All right. we're on a roll <sighs> and we're back Hello. after a break <laughs> I'd like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor for the night Ken Blackburn who is graciously buying all the beer <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, please send donations to KenBlackman.com <laughs> to assist with the funding of this programming. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good to reminisce about, uh, especially the Brockville uh, house, because um, it's quite a while ago. Yeah, you can't um, really call that a haunting. Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't definitely not a haunting. It was It was a relationship. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but led to, it led to some interesting things after that. Uh, you know, some of them are, I, I don't know if we call them natural phenomena, or some of them are just the, the kind of experience you have that isn't visual, but you absolutely sense as being something, yeah. you know, they, they go in a lot of different directions, so I don't know which one we want to talk about. First or second, or where you want to go with it, or let's go with. Uh, you mentioned Turkey. Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Turkey's an example of an experience of encountering something that is of a one of psychic, a physical, energetic, uh, psychic attack 
in a sense that has it has no again visual experience to it but uh, sensory overload totally and it was yeah. uh, it, it, during a trip that I I, I went on in, in the late 90s and was in Turkey and I went to the site of one of the ancient seven wonders of the world called Hal- Halicarnassus the temple at Halicarnassus I think that's right temple uh, or mausoleum at Halicarnassus perhaps uh, was one of the ancient seven wonders of the world and I was really curious about going to that site and uh, you know if we had uh, done our research before talking I I I've forgotten what the modern day city that's there is. Right. Uh, yeah. Google it. You know, just Google Halicarnassus and whatever it is. It's a Turkish city, and it is uh, the the excavations going on at the the old mausoleum um, are, are pretty rudimentary. It looks like a, a ruin, like any you know, like a, visiting a lot of Roman ruins or. Greek ruins, you know, it's kind of rubble, but uh, the city itself, though, is very impressive when you stand at the old site and look down. It's a coastal city uh, on the Mediterranean, and there stands this crusader castle that is kind of the classic uh, scene that you would imagine with a thunderstorm over it like Frankenstein you know it, it, the really? kind of place where the Frankenstein would have would have come from it's, it just looks like this awful uh, dark uh, castle right on the right on the sea coast sort of sits by itself and very uh, out of place is what you're saying yeah kind yeah. of uh, yeah it's just it's kind of amazing you know yeah. it, but it gives you a sense of of what uh, you know the ancient Mediterranean was like. It was yeah. a Crusader castle, and, um, and I thought, oh my God, I've never heard of that. I didn't know what it was. Um, I'd come to see this ruin. It wasn't that interesting. There's other stories about that, but not paranormal ones. More being chased by guard dogs by trying to go in there under a full moon. <laughs> actually, as, as it turned out. <laughs> Which we're experiencing tonight here in the Harriet Bay Inn. But anyways, I thought, oh, Crusader Castle, that's, you know, pretty historic. I go down, check that out. And I went down the next day. Is it day. actually called Crusader no, Castle? No, no, okay. no. It's got a, again, yeah. I just encourage your listeners, Google it. You'll get all the names, you know, as I say, if we'd done our research before sitting in the Harriet Bay Inn Sounds bar. Sounds very, very, uh. Very Disneyfied there. Come to see the Crusader Castle. <laughs> no, it is a genuine Crusader Castle, okay. completely intact, and is a visual anomaly. From, I mean, it. it yeah, you go see it. But um, Google to get all the, the names right. But so I, I thought, okay, I'm going to go see this castle. Yeah, the next day, got down there, and it was closed. I was like, oh, I didn't know castles closed, but you know, <laughs> okay, I guess they do. And it was a Sunday, I think, and they're you know closed at the entrance gates. But there was this um, guy standing there who was very professor-looking, and 
he had a little briefcase with him, and he just looked distinguished. And I said, oh, did you come? You know, I said, oh, I guess it's closed. Like, you know, he said, oh, yeah, no, I'm not here. I'm here meeting the uh, curator of the castle or whatever. Oh, oh. No. I said, oh, man, well, that's pretty cool because I'm only here for the day. And, uh, you know, I'm from Canada. He said, oh, yeah, 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 no, I did my PhD in Canada at the University of Toronto. And so, oh, Toronto, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And and just as we were talking, the little door opened, and this guy came. Oh, Professor, so and so, yeah, hi, well, I'm welcome, you know. And uh, he said, Oh, yeah, okay, I'm glad you're here. And he said, Who's this? The guy. And he who's said, this? Yeah, who's this? Oh, I said, No, I, I, I'm this friend. And I said, Well, actually, I, I'm, you know, I was doing this constellation project, this photographic. Project, art project around the world. I said, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of like sounding like, oh, yeah, I'm an artist. Uh, I'm doing a, a world thing. I, I wanted to photograph some <laughs> of the castle. <clears throat> I'm something. <laughs> exactly. Please let me in as well with the yeah. professor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which was actually doing true. Constellation <laughs> project. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds intriguing. <laughs> yeah. Um, all true, but uh, anyways, he said, "Oh, you know, come along, come on." And yeah. I said, "Do you want to? Okay, come in, and, and I want to come in." So go inside, and sure enough, you're inside this kind of courtyard castle complex thing, and it turned out that this researcher was there to do research on the dungeon. Ah, the dungeon. The dungeon. Uh huh. Are you a tag-along at this point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with them. I mean, there's only the three of us in this whole place. This place is huge. It's closed. So it's like as if they closed Disneyland. Yeah. Well, I mean, medieval Disneyland, I guess. Everything's just exactly like what you'd feel the inside of a castle. But uh, but we're we're still outside. It's got these passive staircases and walls, uh, whatever. And uh, but he's here to see the dungeon, so it's not as if they say you can go wherever you want. It's like you stay yeah, yeah. with them. And, and when I was like dungeon, wow, I've never been in a dungeon before. Oh, a crusader, a crusader dungeon. So we go, you know, walk through, and we come go through this little staircase to this. Just exactly how you would make a horror movie to this entranceway to a staircase that leads into blackness. But over the dungeon is this inscription in uh, Latin carved into the stone. Mm. And we stop and they're talking. Um, and they're actually talking half. Well, actually, most Turkish, but they were being polite and kind of explaining to me, you know, certain things. We're going to go here, we're going to go there. But when they talked, I didn't know what to say. But as they started to descend down into it, I said to the guy, well, excuse me, you know, what does the Latin inscription mean? And uh, he said, it translates roughly to where God does not go. Oh. Oh. 
It's a little heavy, but here we go. And we went down into the dungeon, and I no sooner got in there than was attacked. That's all I can say. Yeah. Psychically attacked. Physically attacked. I felt awful. I felt as if I had things on me. Then uh, they were fine. They were just talking. This thing was a house of horrors. Um, not like a wax museum house of horrors, but yeah. real medieval torture things. Uh, and I couldn't handle it. I, you know, they would talk and they would stop and talk about things. And the whole time, I started to have trouble breathing a little bit. Couldn't was losing interest in sort of hanging yeah. out with them. Did you get kind of foggy? I just wanted to get out of yeah. it. Yeah, I was just wanted to get an absolute. I don't know if it's a evil energy or whether it's a pain energy. I don't know if it's the. I don't know what it is. Whether it's the. I mean, what things would go on in a crusader dungeon? Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean the the crossroads of absolute. Uh, pain fetish to oh, horrible yes. death, like from yeah. either side, whether yeah. you're the perpetrator or the or the victim, you know. Like, ugh. anyways, I didn't expect, and this was a nice blue sunny day, you know, Mediterranean day. I did not expect that, and but I don't think I've ever had an experience. Where I could not stay, like I had to leave. Yeah. It's not safe. And I've toughed out every boring tour, whatever <laughs> you know, <laughs> any kind of timeshare thing. To, you know, doesn't anything yeah. I've tolerated. Nope, couldn't tolerate. Came to a point. I, I just said, I'm sorry. I have to leave. And, uh, you know, they were like, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll meet you outside or whatever. And, yeah, go. And when I was trying to get to the staircase that led out of this place, and, I mean, and it was lit with light bulbs and stuff. Like yeah, they, they, yeah. They had it. It's a tourist place. You can probably visit it. Uh, I don't know. I would never go back, but I'm sure you can go. It was lit. I could see where I was going. And... When I got to the staircase to try to leave, I didn't know that I could go up the stairs. Wow. I honestly thought I was going to be overwhelmed by bugs or something, like some kind of thing. Yeah. And I hit the bottom of the staircase, and yeah, just... Did you run Made it, it out. Did you, yeah. yeah. Made it out. Actually, I think I probably crawled the wow. last few stairs right at the top and get out. Because I could see the white, yeah. the blue yeah. sky, too. And, oh, my God, Alex. I and made this, it out. And this wasn't claustrophobia. No. Yeah. No, I don't suffer yeah. from claustrophobia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being inside the pyramids. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 Which, if you're going to have claustrophobia, claustrophobia, 
go inside the, the pyramids <laughs> in Egypt sometime. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot of rock on top. Uh, no, and it's just bad air, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's the lack of oxygen. People freak out in there. Like, yeah. They can't handle it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I must say, like, um, as a highly sensitive person, I've experienced many of these psychic, quote-unquote, attacks before. Um, some of them actually are attacks, and some of them, well, I'm speaking personally, yeah. uh, some of them are attacks, and some of them are just experiencing other other people's, like, emotions, pain, um, yeah. In this case, it would be horror. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, maybe in the, in the Brockville house, it would be joy, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe people are happy. That's why you never threatened by it yeah but this was sheer horror and sheer hell but the thing that's uh, what struck me was it was one thing to get to the outside and back into the air you know uh, but it didn't leave it Mm -hmm. i had to get out of there i didn't wait for them you know i thought fuck i can't i i gotta get out of this place and it just left went back to where the where we had come in and fortunately the door it was locked but you could open it from the inside got out and it was with me for probably about 24 hours mm-hmm. or so couldn't shake it i yeah. felt like i had something attached to me yep it was like a big bug it's like so yep. and you something may you may have had to something attached to you, like some sort of residual energy or or something crossing through time like yeah. ah, help I don't you know, know. Like, I don't know but uh oh yeah oh my god I tried just wandering the streets just yeah. going into social situations I went into a crowd at one point thinking I could rub it yeah. off it was like it was physically attached yeah. and I thought fuck how do I get rid of you you know like get off of me ah. yeah and uh and it's funny it it actually happened in a moment later actually that next evening in a uh, a little bar uh yeah, it's on a side street, sitting in there. This guy started talking to me. Um, I couldn't understand him in Turkish. Uh, I was a total stranger, and I felt it leave oh. just from this guy's voice. Wow. And he he was only trying to, you know, I could tell, you know, where you're from. Uh, oh, maybe, and, maybe. And it left. Maybe you rubbed off on him. I don't know. Yeah. It left. Yeah. Uh, but, um,. I was going to say, like, um, these unseen things I find can be more visceral, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, than than some of the physical experiences. Yeah, I completely concur. Um, in my experiences, the unseen things are the ones that are the most problematic. Yeah. The ones that stay yeah. or have repercussions... Uh, that are hard to shake in a way you know the I've ne- the visual ones as I say they don't scare you uh, they don't scare me they, yeah. they, and they leave very quickly uh, although I, they're fascinating stuff the unseen things no they linger for a long time and I yeah. think that they are or 
are in a sense they attach something attaches yeah and it yeah. takes time to shake I totally so agree they're, they're a different thing yeah even though there's nothing to say that you saw it's exactly. only things that you say that you felt yeah yeah and, and um, like personally it takes me a while to actually realize that I've got something attached or or you know poking around you know, I'll wake up one day or go in a certain situation and start to feel like shit. Uh, my energy levels go down, foggy head, it was, uh, you know, I can't, I'm listless. And I was just like, uh, and that actually happened today with some entity dreams last night. Um, and it takes me a while to actually think, uh, turn my turn my head and say, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, this may not just this may not be like a bad night's sleep or this may not be like this or that or, or physical world stuff this might be you know uh, entity encounter energetic encounter and when I do find that it's like oh my god okay okay yeah okay this is an energetic encounter I know the symptoms. Everything rushes back to me about my previous experiences. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yes, this is an energetic thing. And then I deal with it appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, within within half hour today, like I was feeling like shit earlier today. Because, I, you know, I knew something happened. And uh, within half hour of, of realizing it, I was doing my mantra and felt yeah. great. Yeah, and, 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 and you got probably, rid of it. You probably touched on something there because there's in, in energetic kind of experiences that I've had seem to have again multiple things. Some of it is location. It's yeah. it's a place. There's an energy of a place that, for whatever reason, whether it's historic or something bad's happened there or something or whatever, it, it's cemented to a place, and you enter it and you kind of leave it. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and it might linger with you or stick with you, but it's still centered or in that place. But I think there's other kinds of uh, energetic experiences that are more uh, climate-based or, or moving with the winds or are mobile. They're passing. I mean, we've got to think. You know, we're we're moving all the time. Oh yeah, and, you know everything's spinning, moving, blah, yep. blah, blah. and I think we pass through these kind of energies, almost like a weather system or something. But we do pass through a pocket of something like turbulence on an airplane, or yeah, something, you know, yeah. where you, you you hit this pocket of something that. Oh, some people is, are okay with it. Some people are puking in their <laughs> yeah, you know, and, their and bar this bags. is not a, you know this is not a, a, a cool thing. But yeah. uh, my most most of my own experience have been spatial. They've been geographies and places. Geography and it just happened, you know, last year I went to Easter Island and, um, you know, Easter Island is a kind of phenomenal world, classic thing yeah. because of the heads of Easter Island and the, kind of the mythologies around it. What's the story? And, um, you know, it's a great place to go. It's mm-hmm. a tourist destination. It's huge. And I absolutely hated the place. Yeah. Should have loved it. Should have loved Should it. Should have loved it. <laughs> it was, I was excited about going there, a volcanic island in the middle of nowhere in uh, South Pacific, you know. Uh, 
And I could not wait to get off of that place because from the moment that I landed and stepped out there and went and did everything, that energy is not for me. Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I, and I know the history's problematic. You feel that's like historical energy? Absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, historical but energetic too. It's a volcanic island. Yeah, it? okay, it's, yeah. It's South Pacific. It's rough. It's really a, a, a rough volcanic terrain. Um, it's just not. It's just a nasty place. And of course, the history is nasty. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. The settlements there. The you know, sheesh, the whole thing's a bad story. From you know, the, even the heads themselves, which are iconic. Archaeological yeah. heads yeah. for global culture, you know. Personally, I, I, they're controlling influences. They were there to control the the peasants for the kings, you yeah. know, to keep them in line uh, under the guise of ancestors. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, to me, it's a history that I fear. You know, this slave. Uh, slave population feeding the kings who you know they, they have this mysticism about the heads that they that they uh, they communed through the heads to the ancestors that told them you know what to do and of course what to do was to enslave the population and kill them basically and build and, more heads and build more heads yeah <laughs> and then of course they started the war yeah and then, of course, all, the first thing they did was topple the heads right. and then kill each other and start eating each other. Mm. And then, of course, the Europeans come along. And be like, Anyways, uh, there are many historians that will probably argue with that simplistic you know, historical account of the Easter Islands. And it doesn't matter, even if that's completely wrong. The energy was right. absolutely awful yeah. I could and not wait to get out of that place and like Turkey it was palpable like oh yeah totally yeah totally palpable although in some places more than others I mean yeah. you know, but yeah 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 so I mean these kind of invisible energies of things I'll bet you know you well, could talk with anybody so you don't think they're invisible travels, to us you know I mean, we're such a sight-based species, right? We're all sight, 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 sight. Yeah. You know, can't see it. It's not real. But, uh, But wow. it's funny to me, for somebody that's done a fair bit of traveling, where I would expect it to be isn't always where it is. Because, yeah. you know, when I went to Cambodia and, and visited some of the Chuanak and the killing fields, for example, which are, I mean, they have these skull monuments and things mm-hmm. to the... Of horror of what happened there. Felt nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I I felt bad because I felt nothing. Like I, you know, I this should be a this is a place of hell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yet it didn't. I, why? Why? You know? And in, in particular dungeon, you know, and and how it kind of like why? I don't know. Except that 
something's not quite explainable or rational in there, but yeah, and maybe individual. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. it's a, it has to be individual because I have some people that I work with now that went to Easter Island within the same year I did yep. and adored it as a total tourist vacation. Yeah. Well, awesome. like again, there's that no. inter- interface between you know you, the other side. The in between that line, right? It's personal. It's subjective reality. Yeah. You know, of course, it's not not going to be the same for everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, course, it wouldn't be the same for me if I went to Easter Island. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You'd probably think it was wow, what an awesome wow, place. Wow, cool know? heads, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know how historic this is. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there no trees here? <laughs> yeah. Right. And they cut them all down. Oh, I just, I can't. Yeah, it's weird. I come and I went there thinking I was going to adore the place. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, not true. Well, let's get into where we are right now. The historic HBI Harriet Bay Inn, reported to be haunted with ghostly activity. Yeah, yeah, they. It's, yeah. It's and they, actually, got they, a reputation for it. I, uh, I booked two rooms, the most haunted rooms for us tonight, mm-hmm. uh, but we actually got upgraded to uh, <laughs> to a really nice suite in the front, you know, like two balconies. I have uh, to tell you. Beautiful yeah. view. I think it was you because you... Alex, you, I couldn't... I would not have enjoyed staying in the other rooms that we had. I <laughs> we, gotta just tell you. We checked out the other rooms. There were like these small rooms. Uh, a bed. Beware that I, I've had. Uh, yeah, yeah, a bed, experience uh, a cabinet. Here. Some of them have mirrors, a small bathroom. Both of our original rooms were like that. Uh, the the new room that we're in, the upgraded model, is, uh, yeah, it's full suite. It's two rooms, two levels, uh, bathroom, two balconies, kitchen, etc. Uh, still feels really cool, um, so we'll check it out. We'll put the recorder on tonight to see if there's any action. Apparently, still one of their haunted rooms. Yeah, apparently, say. still yeah. one of their haunted rooms. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, so you have stayed here what four times? And I you've think had I said experience four and three, three times. Three times. Yeah. All right. And, well, let's uh, get into that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and I'll say off the bat, um, I swore I would never stay here again, except that because of you. Oh. Yeah, and you said you wanted to do this podcast and you wanted to kind of do some research out here. For you, Alex, yes, I'll do it. Wow. Hell, <laughs> but, but. That's really telling under, of our friendship. I. <laughs> <laughs> I have well. What would you do for a friend? Stay in a haunted place yeah. that you've had experiences like oh, four times by myself? Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But you know, it's it's uh, again. I, I to speak honestly. I um, the the experiences that I've had to stay here, or the reasons I've had to stay here, have all been for you know. I I, I run the. Uh, the writer in residence program in Campbell River, and we bring our writers over to do annual poetry readings or readings. It's in the evening, and so I get a room for the night. I've also been here with a girlfriend for uh, a music 
festival that would be on the island, and mm. we'd book in here and stuff. So, you know, the reasons for staying here were always absolutely normal. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but my nights here were not normal. And, and I can't say that I came with a, um, an understanding of its reputation as being haunted either. Yeah. I, I really didn't know that. Um, and I just experienced it firsthand, uh, quite unexpectedly. Um, a couple of the first couple of times with what I, I think we were talking earlier that there was no fear in it like and they were just sort of an experience of a spirit a ghost whatever a woman standing in the room uh, you know not doing anything really just looking at me yeah and kind of looking at her um, the, you asked about dress earlier. You know, me. I would say maybe the one thing I do remember is that looked like older dress. It seemed like something that was a little bit not uh, current or yeah. contemporary, like a little bit old. I do kind of remember that with the one, and especially with the little boy, um, a couple of times. But all I can say is they were in my room, um, kind of woke up. Felt a little spooky and then was kind of surprised to see them. Uh, the first time... So they were, they were there both at once? Both at once. Okay. Standing beside each other. They, I, back up, the first experience was just the woman. Yeah. Uh, she was just standing there, just kind of looking at me. Not... Kind of expressionless. You can't really say with a lot of curiosity or anything. You're just kind of standing there. And I kind of looked. I sat up and looked, and she was still standing there. But her, I could tell her eyes moved, though, which was strange, because I was so, lying down and sat up, and I could see that she was looking. She was actually looking. Yeah, at so it's you. not as if it's kind of a hologram yeah, or a yeah, mirage yeah. or something. Yeah. No, she, she was looking, and I thought, oh. But not not frightful. Like, I wasn't yeah. afraid. And yeah. that should scare the shit out of me. Well, like, of it should. Yeah. No fear, though. Calm, no fear. Just kind of curious what she wanted. And then she just turned and walked through the wall. Which, you yeah, just <laughs> walked through the wall. And I thought, holy fuck, that's like a ghost. And then I remember, you know, getting up and, and I opened the doorway. You have to see the Harry Bayen hallway upstairs. To yeah. me, it's just like out of the shine. Yeah, I was, <laughs> that's, right it's where, that's right where my mind went. Horror, like, hallway. <laughs> Come you play know. with us, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I, but I wasn't afraid. I just, Daddy's I thought. not here now. <laughs> right now. Yeah. The, oh, no, that is the hallway that should scare the shit. And, yeah. Went out. I kind of thought I was going to see her again, but no, mm-hmm. nothing. But the hallway is creepy enough, and you know, kind of went nothing else beside that. The second time was there was the boy with her, and she she kind of looked at the, like the only difference was that she kind of looked at the boy at one point, and they looked at each other. Oh wow! And then. But nothing else. I mean, no. Inter-
interaction, but mm-hmm. same thing for me. Waking up, looking at them, thinking, no, and the, you know, of course, the second time I was like, oh my God, like, not again. <laughs> not again. And of course, and I had, and then got a little more information about Harry Ben and ghosts, and I thought, no way, kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, but they didn't walk through the, the wall. They just kind of disappeared. Uh, okay. In like a dissolving kind of yeah, fashion. Yeah, not, not like Star Trek. Yeah. Where they, you know? No, they just, yeah, they just kind of dissolved. You know, of course, friends would tell you, oh, you're, you're still asleep and whatever. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I no, know. no. I, wasn't I, I know all those. I saw. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was the third experience that was the most disturbing, but didn't see anything. Okay. Uh, Here we it, go back to the, like the seen and the unseen. Yeah. And like the like the scene is like, oh yeah, nah, it's all right, and then the unseen is like, Whoa. <laughs> seems to be way more energetic. Like the the scene. Yeah, it just seems to be a. I feel calm actually. Yeah. Like I've, I, I, yeah, I'm not scared. It's just kind of calm, hmm. kind of observant. You know, not high adrenaline, not high energy. You know, no problems with anything. Getting up, going to the washroom. You know, you know. And, um, but it gets what happened with the. You know, the third situation was, I, you know, I had kind of a, a rough sleep, and I, I was kind of having a disturbed night, and I was a little restless, and but and, and but I had somebody with me in the room. I had a girlfriend in the room, and my hand was uh, lying on the side of the bed. And something licked it. <laughs> I know. Well, maybe not a great paranormal story, paranormal story to have something lick you. But it licked it. It felt like kind of like a dog lick would be. And it shocked me into being awake to like, what the fuck licked me? And the, the situation of the room is that there's an old wardrobe with these mirrors big mirrors like these five foot mirrors that are only a foot from the bed and I woke up looking into this mirror and I have to say that I have never had uh, a negative energetic feeling like being in front of that mirror and I know mirrors have these kind of Mystiques of horror story. There's a whole legend probably around me. And horror story tropes as well. Totally, totally, totally. And I've never really, you know, had any mirror things before or whatever. But uh, I had the worst, I don't know, the most intense feeling that I was going to get sucked into this mirror. To the point that I was trying, like I was, um, uh, I don't know how they're going to edit the podcast, but like I was saying with trying to wake my uh, girlfriend up with the uh, flying orb, but I, I was trying to wake the girlfriend up in the bed next to me 
because even when I was conscious and awake and sitting up, I thought this mirror was going to suck me in. It wasn't just like a fleeting thing. It was an energetic feeling for an extended period of time. And I was trying to wake her up to what, say... What were you doing? Just like... like yeah, shaking her. Shaking her. Total yeah. shaking her. Cause, and now I'm looking away from the mirror because it's right behind me. And I'm shaking her to try to get her to wake up. And I cannot get her to stir. And uh, I, I, I look back at the mirror with this absolute fear I'm going to get sucked in. And, uh, and then dissipates. It just dissipates again. Just like the, the woman and the boy did in, in the last of it. It just yeah. dissolves. And then uh, it's just an unease then, just in the yeah. stuff. But took you a while to get back to sleep. No, I don't know what that is. So did your girlfriend like wake up like right after? No, oh, actually, you're, were you trying to wake me up? No, there? no. Okay. In that instance, no. Just kept sleeping. Couldn't believe it. I mean, yeah. how can how can you shake somebody like that and they don't wake up? I don't. Know. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Uh, but I, I I got up. You know, Gingerly around the mirror, I didn't want to touch the damn thing. And it, you know, and actually put the lights on and went to the bathroom. And then while I was in the bathroom, she woke up. And then it was like, why? What are you? What are the lights on for? And I was terrified. Yeah, yeah. And out of all of the experiences that I've had, it's the only one I've been terrified by. Yeah. Because it would not leave me. I thought that mirror. Was gonna suck me in, and then it became imagination. After that, that's right. Imagination. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. We talk about moving it's like a, a feedback before. loop with your imagination, and it just kind of propels it along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I yeah. have a vivid imagination. Yeah. I, I, I know when it's my imagination yeah, I know. scaring yeah. me. Yeah. And, and yeah. Right. But I have a hunch that that was more of what we talk about—a kind of a moving. You move through pockets of things rather than stationary things. Because I, I don't believe that that's a stationary thing in that room. Yeah. I think somehow I moved through some kind of a, a uh, energy. A vortex. A uh, portal. Something that, uh, whoa. Uh, wow. Sure glad it didn't happen because... Uh, You'd be looking for me uh, yeah. <laughs> on the other side of the mirror. Yeah, this podcast yeah. would be about the disappearance of yeah. Ken Black, which it might be tomorrow. In the HBI. Yeah. And yeah. and I'll tell you, to your listeners, if I go missing, check out the wardrobe in <laughs> room one ten here, because I'll be on the other side of it. But anyways, that's I know that's a weird story. Most of the other other stories kind of have a tangible visual element of testimony yeah, to Yeah, well, them. I mean, earlier we were but, talking about yeah. mirrors. Um, I was mentioning when you came over to my place in Oyster River, at my, I had recently gotten into this place. You brought me some housewarming beers, which was very nice of you. And I had, I was, I think I was there for like a couple days and they had left some furniture from the old owner in the house and one of them was this dresser in the bedroom with this big circular mirror. I remember you right? telling me about that. And yep. I could not sleep with that mirror. It 
bugged the bejesus out of me, and I felt fright from it. I felt like, yeah, no, like I could not, I could not do that with that mirror. So, what I had to do was like put a put a cloth over cover it, it. Yeah. cover it until I could actually like remove it from the dresser. <laughs> and I told you that when you came over, you I'm like, I I'm like, dude, uh, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and I and felt we weird about mirror. I felt weird because I'm like, oh man, this mirror last <laughs> night. You know, you never believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a yeah. time with this mirror last night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it's a real energy. Uh, it is, yeah. It's a strange energy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I will never, ever stay in that room again or sleep that close to a mirror again. Okay, well, the, the mirror, uh, sorry, the bedroom that you have in the suite now has a mirror. <laughs> Are you going to cover it? Well, if, as long as you have the camera running in there. Whatever. I'm not going to have any cameras in your room. <laughs> I'm just going to leave the recorder up, yeah. up in mine. Will I cover it? Um, yeah, well, you might find me on the couch in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always that. We're out, we're out on the patio big. covered in blankets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we got to pay our bail. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. All right, no worries. We're going to log off for now, and uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Well, I hope that did the trick for you. If you're sitting at home watching... The Alphabet Agency on Cable Network and are sick of uh, seeing hazmat suits. Um, <laughs> you got a little taste of the troll road. <laughs> and if you don't know what I mean by that, that means you skip past the part because there was a teaser. But uh, do watch Border. Do go download this movie. It's super good. And let the right one in. That's a horror movie, though, by the way. So uh, if you're not into that... Uh, or squeamish at all, don't watch, uh, probably don't watch either one. Okay, and uh, what else do I have to tell you? Well, events have been canceled. Uh, that is what I need to say. Uh, there's a lot of things, but one is coming through, and I came up with a new business model. It's called Direct Global Webinars. And through direct global webinars, I am putting on conferences for everybody to enjoy. So the first one comes up April 4th and 5th. I'll be speaking at it. I'll be helping direct it. And you can watch it. It's a two-day pass at Sasquatch Rendezvous. You can go to Sasquatch Rendezvous right now and buy a ticket. It's a family pass, two days, 30 bucks. That's all day, Saturday, half a day, Sunday. As many people as you can pack in front of your computer uh, is how many people can watch it. we got 500 tickets, sell them across the globe. Sasquatch Rendezvous. Um, I screw up on the spelling with Rendezvous, so you're going to have to learn how to spell it. I know there's a Z in there somewhere, so SasquatchRendezvous.com. Tickets on sale now, $30, full pass. Uh, direct global webinars. If you have your conference and it's been canceled, Reach out to me. Uh, you can reach out to me at strangebowradio at gmail.com or go to Direct Global Webinars and see if there's a package within there that suits you. If there isn't, if you're on a hazmat budget, uh, shoot me an email at strangebowradio at gmail.com. I'm not turning anybody away. So um, here's the deal you can have a panel conference with your speaker, no problem. 
high-quality digital uh, webinar, recorded audio, video, 500 people, 10 speakers. I record the whole thing. I produce it. I'll send you everything in the mail. And, um, yeah, it's quite quite the treat. So um, check that out at directglobalwebinars.com. Okay, that's it. Crazy week. Uh, Everybody stay safe. And uh, I'm praying for you all. And I will be back, uh, Lord willing, next Sunday with a fresh new episode. And I think you're going to like that one. Okay, that's it. And, of course, I will see you in the trees. Thank you.